Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Life of a Fashion Student podcast with me, your host, Christina Eng. This is not going to be a normal episode of this podcast because we are not by any means facing normalcy in the real world. For any of you that are listening to this podcast episode, I know that listening to me speak now is not on the top of your list of priorities, nor is it the most important thing with everything that's going on in the world right now. But I promise I will make it worth your while and keep this episode educational, eye-opening, and inspirational as I've always tried to do with my past podcast episodes. The loss of George Floyd was just the beginning of the calls for change towards the years of systematic oppression that has been, you know, ignored this whole time. But this problem runs so much deeper even before the lives of George Floyd and countless others have been taken away from us. I started this podcast with intentions to not only talk about the things that I was passionate about, but to really inspire and influence you guys. It just started with talking about fashion, but it became so much more than just discussing about how to land internships and, you know, how to attend your fashion week. And I'd like to think that my episodes have been somewhat educational and eye-opening in some way, shape, or form. But with all that being said, as we are being faced with what's happening currently, which sadly has been a part of our world for a very long time now, even before the current news, I feel like it's kind of my duty to address these things and speak up about these issues. I always say this on my podcast episodes, but by no means do I consider myself to be a content creator or influencer by any means. But with that being said, I refuse to just sit by and watch other people talk about these issues without talking about them myself, especially with a podcast audience. That is why I've chosen to do so on this podcast episode, seeing as it has never been more relevant than in the present moment we are in. I wanted to share with you guys that I was never really one to speak up when it came to my opinions. I always had a voice in things, as everyone does, but for some reason I held back a little because I was afraid of what people would think, but more importantly, I was afraid of saying the wrong thing. And that is honestly the worst thing that you could think. The fact that I was terrified of saying the wrong thing and being afraid of what people would think of me made me miss out on like a lot of opportunities where my voice could have really been heard and could have created change. And of course, it is important to think about what you say and put out there before you put it out there. You know, like everyone's always saying, think before you speak. But I'm just trying to advocate for more people to speak out and not be afraid like I once was. Seeing people rallying together and uniting on social media really inspired me to stray away from, you know, my typical constant fear of being judged on my opinions And this time, I actually took the initiative to speak up about the current issues. Now, I'm not sharing this fact with you guys to gain recognition or praise for speaking up by any means. I'm not doing it for the thank yous or to appear like I'm doing something to help. Instead, I'm sharing this information with you guys to hopefully inspire some of you to take matters into your own hands and just do what you guys believe in. So in saying that, I kind of wanted to talk to you guys about the initiative that I started in hopes that you guys can take something away from it. So during early May when COVID-19 was pretty much at its worst point, I started making bucket hats at home from old and used jeans in my house with the idea that I was going to be making a lot of them and eventually sell them online to raise money for COVID-19 relief efforts. I felt like it was the least that I could do at that moment while I was at home self-quarantining and still being able to do something that I really loved and enjoyed but for a great cause. Since then, I've made all kinds of bucket hats out of all different kinds of, you know, different jean materials and I ended up with a couple of different styles that I really loved. Then, on May 25th, when information regarding George Floyd's death was released, it sparked a lot of outrage among not only the black community, but all communities regarding, like, social injustice that had just occurred and that has been continuously occurring through other countless lives that had been lost. It only made sense to me at that moment that I had to extend my initiative further than just the reaches of raising money for COVID-19 relief, 
And in that moment, I saw an opportunity to help the Black community that needed it now more than ever. With that being said, I introduced my initiative to sell my handmade bucket hats with 50% of proceeds going to the New York City Health and Hospitals COVID-19 relief efforts, and for the other 50% of the proceeds to go to Black Visions Collective. To be completely honest with you guys, the injustice in our society is not a new thing, and I deeply apologize for having my eyes closed for so long that it took me until now to actually take action and do something about it. The reason why I wanted to share my Bucket Hat initiative was to really inspire the fact that even in this time when most of us are quarantined and forced to stay indoors to keep our families safe, there are still things that we can do and actions to be taken. No action is a small action and there are actually some people on social media telling other people that they're not doing enough or they could be doing more. But my belief is that even, you know, with small steps that we can truly ignite change. One quote from Martin Luther King Jr. that really inspired me and continues to inspire me is one where he says, If I cannot do great things, I can do small things in a great way. I think sometimes there's this pressure from the world and ourselves to do these great things that exceed all expectations and whatnot, but it's not always the most realistic thing um, all the time. That's why I like this quote that Luther King gives because he provides a more realistic alternative of doing small things in a great way, and I think it's, it's just clever and ingenious to like with the play on words, but it proves such a strong point. So not making any excuses for myself, but given the time and the resources that I was working with currently in quarantine, it didn't look like any great things were going to be achievable and it did make me lose hope. But I feel like I was given this new purpose when I read his quote to be able to do small things in a great way because I saw it as something that I could achieve and so I aspired to achieve that thing. Not sure if this is making any sense to you guys, but hopefully it is. And I mean, I just think that every quote and anything that has ever been said by Martin Luther King Jr. is absolutely brilliant and the one I shared with you guys is no different. As I addressed in my last episode, I never started this podcast to be political or to spark controversy or anything like that, but I did think that now was a great opportunity to talk about the most current events and my standpoint on it because I felt like that is something that should be talked about more often and if I'm going to have a podcast platform, I might as well share my thoughts on here. For this podcast episode topic, I thought in fitting with the current events of the time as well as the concept of my podcast being related to fashion, we would talk about diversity in the fashion industry and when I refer to diversity, I mean lack thereof. I think this topic is so super important to be acknowledged because even though the fashion industry's problems can seem so small in comparison with everything else in the world, it's still relating to the problem of the underrepresentation of the black community I think this is also especially relevant because it seems like during these most recent times, the fashion industry, and I'm not saying everyone, but the industry as a whole has kind of stayed silent in all of this, when now is really not the time to be silent. And a lot of people are demanding the industry to really speak out, especially since there's been a long history of the industry exploiting black bodies and culture under the term diversity. As someone who has chosen this industry to pursue and to be a part of, I feel like it is a part of my responsibility to talk about these things and to bring awareness to them. And if you're one of those people who chooses to support the fashion industry like me, then these are the things that we're going to have to talk about. Obviously, this is such a big topic to discuss and even I won't be able to cover all of it just alone in this podcast episode. But I do hope I can start off with something to educate you guys listening about the current social climate and inspire you guys to talk more about it. When we're talking about diversity in the fashion industry, there are just so many things that fall under this umbrella. We're talking about diversity in models, which I would say is the most obvious thing people look to. 
diversity in designers, photographers, editors, makeup artists, stylists, and just honestly the list goes on and on. That's why when we're talking about diversity, it's kind of hard to talk about it in like simplest of terms because it is a very detailed subject matter. I wanted to share something that I came across when I was doing research on the topic and that is the difference between the words diversity and inclusion. I wanted to share something that I came across when I was doing research on the topic and that is the difference between the words diversity and inclusion. Because these days they are used so interchangeably but they actually have very different meanings to them. Diversity is defined as the mix and simply a measure of difference whereas inclusion is defined as a climate in which diverse individuals come together to form a collective whole, enabling and empowering individuals to make contributions consistent with their beliefs and backgrounds. Now guys, I am no scholar either, so I do apologize in advance if even I mix up the two words when I'm trying to convey my thoughts. I'm going to be really honest, and this is probably something that you guys have thought of too, but I used to always think that diversity and inclusion were kind of the same thing, and yes, I'm admitting it because I want you guys to know that it's okay to think that too, but that's why we're here to clear it up and, you know, kind of state the differences between the two terms. If you guys want to hear my personal thoughts on diversity in the fashion industry, I would say we definitely have a long way to go. The truth is, there has been some real change from the very start, but in my opinion, we can always improve from, you know, the point where we're at. I don't know what stopped our progression, but just in the past year alone, there was news of brands like Gucci, Prada, and Montclair, you know, all high up brands that put products on their shelves that evoked blackface. Now, I'm not going to even get into what those brands did specifically, but let me tell you, it really wasn't good. And you can look that up at your own expense if you're curious about what those specific brands did. In that same year, Burberry also had a runway incident involving a noose. And then there was also Dolce & Gabbana who released a series of ads that demonstrated racism towards Chinese people, which that was actually one that I took quite personally. These are just some of the many instances where brands messed up and you're probably wondering like, these are pretty big mess ups. Like how does one even go about doing this without knowing the repercussions? And I literally thought the same thing, but the truth is this does happen pretty often in the fashion industry. What brands and just general companies are starting to notice is that there's a real cost to exclusion. And that's besides massive backlash from all the people on social media. But just to give you guys an example, when Dolce & Gabbana released those ads, they actually saw a huge decrease in their sales, which was an obvious outcome that really anyone saw coming. And the other thing that people are starting to notice is that there are real positive impacts when diversity is done right. Vogue Business stated that companies with above average diversity in management produced quote-unquote innovative revenue and that was 19 percentage points higher than that of companies with below average leadership diversity. This makes me really wonder and I'm sure a lot of you are also questioning as well as to what would be the real incentive to be more diverse and are companies just treating diversity as a trend in order to produce more revenue and receive less backlash? So many questions honestly and even I can't answer them fully. But the main question that I had was, does the fashion industry really care about diversity or is everything just for show? Those are just some questions that I offer to you guys as food for thought and something to think about, but I wanted to share something that I found super interesting from the business of fashion. I was reading an article where they were talking about trying to deeply understand the true barriers of what non-white people are facing. And guys, when I read the thing that I'm about to share, a lot of my confusion went away and I hope it does for you guys as well. So basically the BOF, which is the business of fashion, talked about how diversity is only strictly superficial. And what they meant by this was, for example, is people casting models of different races for the runway or in editorials 
All the while, the designers and the higher-ups who were calling the shots remain unchanged and primarily white. And they go on to say, real change can only happen when diverse decision makers and executives are allowed to enter the highest levels of the industry. If that didn't spell it out for you, I don't know what does, but reading that short little excerpt from the BOF made me truly understand that diversity a lot of the times, not all the times, is really just a front for brands and companies to put on a show that they are being inclusive for everyone. Now, I'm not saying this is all brands or companies because there are also examples of barriers being broken down in our industry as well day by day, but I am saying for the most part, this is what's going on. Oh, and by the way, I really recommend you all to read the article that I was just discussing by the BOF and I will link it in this episode's show notes for you guys because I think it's super informative and just really eye-opening. Another resource that I was hoping to share with you guys is something that was created by the CFDA in partnership with PVH Corp, who is the parent company of Calvin Klein and Tommy Hilfiger, and they created something called Insider Outsider, and it details the inclusion and diversity in the American fashion industry. Sorry guys, I know it seems like I talk about the CFDA in like every episode of this podcast, but I genuinely stumbled across this forum, you know, totally randomly while I was conducting my research, and it just so happened they were in partnership with CFDA. This is also something I highly recommend looking through and reading into. I also have it linked in the episode's show notes. For it in the episode, though, I wanted to express some information that was offered in this resource on some kind of a solution to this problem. Now, when I say solution, I'm not saying if we do this that it's going to solve all of our problems, but but definitely it's going to point us to a step in the right direction. So as I mentioned before, a lot of the diversity that is present now is treated as a trend and a lot of it's for show. Again, I'm not saying that everyone in the industry is doing it, but for the most part, they are. And what the CFDA and PVH Corporation proposed in their little resource is for organizations to start with inclusion and diversity at the core level. So we're talking about integrating it, you know, in the overall business structure, mission statements, and core values, not just at the very surface and superficial level where it looks like a lot of companies are taking it into account. And they go into this in so much more detail on their little forum. So again, if you have the time to look at it and to educate yourself a little bit, that's super awesome and I highly recommend it. But for my final notes of this episode, I just wanted to mention how much privilege I have as an Asian American in this country and how I recognize that it is partly my responsibility to speak up and dismantle racism and the harm it causes. I really hope that you guys learned a thing or two from this episode and that you appreciated what I had to say. Also wanted to say that if I did say something wrong in this episode or you disagreed with something that I talked about, that's okay and I'm super open to talking about it whether it's through, you know, we can discuss it on email or you can DM me and I'll definitely reply. As always, I want to thank you guys for tuning into this podcast and to hit that follow button if you're liking what you're hearing. As I did in the last episode, I have links to petitions you can sign as well as organizations you can donate to towards alleviation of the most current events regarding the um, Black Lives Matter movement and also the links to some of the resources that I talked about in this podcast as well, including um, the CFDA forum and the business of fashion article as well. If you have any ideas for future episodes, please give me a DM on Instagram because I would love to hear them. Anyway, see you on the next episode of the Life of a Fashion Student podcast.